0: Chapter Three of Uncle Remus Returns by Joel Chandler Harris. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Phil Tilly When next the little boy put in an appearance at Uncle Remus's cabin, the old man was engaged in making something that appeared to be very much like a hammock. Indeed, it was so very much like a hammock that the youngster took the fact for granted and at first asked no questions about it. He was really as inquisitive as most children, but he had been taught that this, the most natural way of improving his mind and adding to the small sum of his knowledge, was rude and country-fine. "'What the matter, honey?' asked Uncle Remus, observing that the little fellow was more serious than usual. "'I hope the old Shanghai Rooster ain't hauled off and kit you,' the child blushed. The big rooster, which had been raised as a pet, and which had a habit of pecking and pulling viciously at the buttons on people's clothes, was the only thing on the plantation that the little boy was really afraid of. He didn't know why he was afraid of the rooster, but it seemed that the rooster himself had discovered this weakness, and whenever he saw the child he would come running with his feathers ruffled and making queer noises that seemed to issue from the depths of his craw the youngster always made it a point to get out of the rooster's way as promptly as his nimble little feet would carry him he blushed therefore when uncle remus placed a blunt finger on his weakness but made no reply to the comment instead he declared that his mother had said that uncle remus had no business to fill the little boy's head full of foolish notions especially about satan and other topics almost equally as impolite. "'What Miss Sally say to dat? inquired the old Negro, with a smile of genuine amusement. Miss Sally was the child's grandmother. "'Why, Grandmother said that if Satan ever got me, it wouldn't be at your cabin.' "'He-he, <laughs> and did what your mammy say,' the old Negro asked. "'She said it wasn't nice to talk about such things, and Grandmother asked if the Bible was a nice book. "'There now what i've been tellin you honey you better study old granny close and look at her good cause some of these odd-come shorts she gwine to take wings and flew away. and once she gets out of your sight you ain't gwine to see no more like her lots of folks could get rich and make dey self happy just by pickin up what she done forgot if she'd a been a man she'd a been a preacher and if not that then she'd a been one of these kind of folks what leads all the rest no matter what crowd she got in she'd a headed the whole gang and they ain't no two ways about that why miss sally can stand on dat back porch up dar and git her orders and you can hear every word she say plumb to two mile place you sure can the little boy disputed nothing that was said in regard to his grandmother for he was very fond of her but he was too small to appreciate the qualities that uncle remus was dimly endeavoring to indicate and so his mind wandered from the old negro's words to his work what are you doing uncle remus he asked tis a knittin and a knottin honey tis a knottin and a knittin as you see me now de soul you not a seed me fifty year ago, most specially if I was doin' din what I'm a doin' now? Where will you hang the hammock when it's finished? Inquired the youngster, his curiosity temporarily getting the better of his training. If I can get two men to hold the staffs and no one for to swing it, I'll hang it up in the middle of the creek and git the catfishes and the suckers and the perches a ride. I hope they'll like it well enough not to be dis but you most never can scarcely tell if fishes is like folks i know putty well that they don't like it there was mr gristle i most know you ain't never seen him cause he been dead ever since i was in my teens well they took mr gristle to the coat-house where they was a whole parcel of lawyers and they made great long speeches about him and the judge judged him and the jury sat on him but spite of all this, the man wasn't satisfied, and he made a terrible racket when they went to hang him. It's pretty much the same way wid de fishes. Spite of the fact that i been settin' here workin on dis sane off and on mighty nigh two months, de fishes won't no more than get any good fo dey will make a terrible splutteration and try for the break out. Well, I reckon so, the little boy exclaimed. Yes, you can't please everybody. If you're hangin' em or making a scene or tellin' a tale, somebody or something will say tain't the right thing. I had fresh in my mind a tale that follows right long after the one about old empty umpty. Same as the behind em wheel of a buggy follows de frontin'. But bless gracious, there's yo mammy, warnin' me not to call names in vain and I done not know which way to turn looks like there ain't nothing left for me to do but to keep my mouth shut and tell my tales to myself adder i go to bed the little boy laughed for uncle remus had as it were by chance hit upon one of his own little tricks in a moment he was serious again but grandmother says there is no harm in the stories he declared and a mighty good thing exclaimed uncle remus cause if there was any harm in em all our folks would have gone to rack and ruin and eleven to eleven generations before an adder they may be de wrong thing but they ain't done nobody no harm not since i can first remember white from black and dat was a long time ago but what was the story uncle remus asked the little boy whose interest was now wedded to a very keen edge inquirements like dat all as leads to mo talk Remarked the old man with that air of wisdom that can only be assumed by those who are old in years and experience. It's one of dem our tales what I never is tell to yo' pappy. Nothing ain't suit him seppin dem tales bout the bruh rabbit with de creatures pursuin on adderin' and him a pursuin on adder de creatures. But dey tells me dat in dem days de times dat de tales tells about. Mr. Man and his kennery was in about as vigorous as any of de creeters what was pursuin on broad Rabbit. That what the old folks say, and if anybody knows, it surely ought to be them. Well, uh, this yer tale what I had fresh in my mind is got a song in it, and dat's the reason I ain't been itching fair to tell it, cause I ain't got the knack o' singin' what I used to have. When I was young, the old folks was allus tellin' me that if I don't stop hollin' so loud, I'd break my puckerin' string. And I spec that what the matter with me now. I done hollered so much callin' de hogs and de sheep, and one thing and nother, that you can't spec me to tune up and sing dus any wire and any time. When this tale was handed down to me, and that's a long ago to talk about, it seems like dat some kind of hard feelin's done sprung up twixt mr man and old bruh rabbit some kind of spute about garden peas and goobers mr man say dat bruh rabbit nipped off the tops time they get out in de ground good mr rabbit he loud dat dem what mr man's miss ain't never come out in de ground mr man say dat may be so But he tell rabbit to just look at the cabbages where they nibbled. Brer Rabbit, low he did that it might be de calves, er de big green worms. And he axed Mr Man, what needs do he have for to be nibblin' at spindlin' greens like them when he got a fine garden o' his own? Mr Man say he'd a heap rather see dat fine garden than to hear tellin' it. And so dispute run on one word callin' for another, and dare they had it twill by and by before one em was trying for to say two words to the yellers one. The upshot on it was that Mr Man get so mad that he was red in the face, and he call his dogs Ramboo, Bamboo and Lamboo, and sit them on Bru Rabbit. And you know mighty well that if a been any partnership twix em the sicken the dogs on would a busted up. Now the dogs ain't got no better sense than to do the best they can. They track old bruh rabbit they trail him and they track him round and round and up and down. Twill by and by, he say to hisself that if they don't kind of let up, he sure will drop in his tracks. Whiles he lopin' long with his tongue out and his tail off, he come to the big poplar by the cool spring he went in he did, and run up stars and sat down in a chair and panted like he'd a been playin hop and go it. The old Negro paused at this point as if to see what effect the last statement would have on the child. The youngster knew as well as any one that a hollow tree has no stairway and no place for chairs, but the matter-of-fact way in which Uncle Remus had made the announcement seemed to be sufficient evidence of its truth indeed one of the queerest results of the old man's manner of telling his stories the charm of which cannot be reproduced in cold type was that all the animals and all the various characters that figure therein were taken out of the reality which we know and transported bodily into that realm of reality which we feel the reality that lies beyond the commonplace everyday facts that constitute not the least of our worries fortunately for childhood the little boy failed to discover that uncle remus had made any statement out of the ordinary observing this the old negro's face seemed to be lighted up with enthusiasm and he resumed the story with more cheerfulness than the child had ever seen him exhibit he went up he did said uncle remus insisting on renewing the statement and sat down in de big rocking chair and panted till he got kinder rested. And all dis time, ramboo Bamboo, and lamboo was a runnin round with de nose to de ground, trying for to pick up de trail where dey lost it at. Dey run here and dey run dere. Dey run hither and dey run yon. But dey can't find it. And by and by, dey dropped their tails and went on home. But Uncle Remus. The little boy interrupted why didn't the dogs tree brother rabbit don't you remember how you told me that the dogs on the place here could tree possums if the child had been older and wiser he would have made sure that he had the old man in a tight corner but he never suspected that he had uncle remus treed he was simply seeking information after a little pause the venerable storyteller was himself again and the little boy never knew how near he was to catching the old negro as he never had been caught before. Uncle Remus closed his eyes when the little boy asked why the dogs didn't trail Brother Rabbit to the tree and then tree him, and gave utterance to a heart-rending groan as though he was suffering some fearful pang, physical or mental. He thought quick and hard, and wondered what reply he should make, when the youngster himself came to the rescue i reckon that was before dogs had been trained to tree things the old man opened wide his eyes and grinned from ear to ear honey you show hit the nail on the head that time i was just waiting for to see if you had to be told and here you come and take the words right out in my mouth day to day pass that you don't get smarter and you'll soon be so that nobody can't fool you yass suh, that's why the dogs ain't trailed bruh rabbit to the tree and din bay the tree. They ain't been learned how. There wasn't no needs for it, and so when bruh rabbit went into holler tree and run up stars, he dus might as well a took wings and flewed away for all the dogs knowed. Well, the dogs went on back home, and atter so long a time, atter bruh rabbit done a chaw on his cud much as he wanted he come down and went on bout his business and i tell you hun it was big business too if you believe me he put out he did and he went lippity-clippity way off in the middle of the swamp where old mammy-bammy big money live at he was going along mighty gaily fo he got inside of the house but time he see dat he goin to get droopy twill time he get to the gate if there was a gate he looked like he been sick a mon mo as soon as uncle remus had mentioned the name of mammy bammy big money the child straightened himself on the bench which he was using as a chair and gave unmistakable evidence that his interest in the story had been strengthened and renewed he had heard his grandmother saying something about a witch named mammy bammy big money and now he seemed to be on the point of hearing a good deal more about her weak as he looked he kin holler and he hailed and hailed twill somebody halloed and in he went when he got in dar he looked mo' droopy and puny than if he'd had a spell of swamp fever mammy-bammy big money ax him what the matter and he say he in deep trouble and then he up and er all de circumstance about how mr man been treatin him and mammy-bammy big money shook her head and say that it looked like to her that them kind of doin's ain't much less than scandalous. hanging on the wall of the place was to hide er some kind of vomit. i dunno what it had the head the footsies and the tail on she took it down and laid it on the floor, and then got a handful of salt and sprinkled it on the fire a little at a time singing, rise skin rise open your big red eyes sharpen your long black claws and work your big strong jaws so set so done cause whilst de salt was a snappin and a crackin in de fire de varmint high gun to move and stretch itself den it gun to roll an wallow on de flow and time de salt done all burn up dar twas big as life and twice as natural walkin round and rubbin gin old mammy mammy big money for all the world like a great big double-gianted wildcat. cat rabbit gid the varmint plenty o room whenever it come his way by and by de old witch up and tell Bru rabbit dat he can go home now and rest in peace cause tain't gwine to be many long hours Twill, Mr. Man, will have all he can tend to without pesterin' with anybody else. "'De hide had been hangin' up so long and was so hard and stiff "'that de varmint had some trouble long at fust. "'De was big hard wrinkles here and dar, "'but twasn't so mighty long, for it all limbered up "'and de creed whatsomever whatsoever de name might be, Got so that it can rack round just as supple as any other creeter bruh rabbit went off home and went to bed, so that when night come, he can be up and about, with both eyes open and both years ready for to hear a bug flyin' a mile off. when twas time for Bur Rabbit to get up and be a moseyin' round for to see what day is for to be seed, mister Man was fixin' fur to go to bed. He got in dar, he did, and de bed feels so satfy that he fetch a grunt and a groan and then fo oh, you can say Billy billups with your mouth open, he was done gone, and every time he drawed a breath, it sound like somebody was trying for to grind coffee. Well, it went on dis away twill some time uh, during de night, and then all at once. Mr. Man, open his eyes and find hisself wide awake. dus like folks do when they get the idea that there's somebody in the room. He listen, and he listen, and by and by, he hears something stirring about amongst the pots and de pans in the little room where he does his cooking at. He hear it, and then he don't hear it. Then he hear it "'and it sound like there's something in dar "'huntin' for scraps o' vittles. "'So out de bed he slips and slams the dough to, "'which he done come open. "'He slams it, but not before de creeter what's in dar "'done gone out all seppin the tail. "'He caught the tail when he slammed the doe, "'and off it come right smick-smack smooth. "'The tail was wigglin' so that he can't hardly pick it up, "'and when he do he can hardly hold it in his hand he look at it and he say to hisself that he ain't never is see no tail like dat he tuck and tuck it in de room whar he sleep at and uncovered de fire and kindle it up and all dis time de tail what he had in his hand was givin him about as much as he can do fer to hold it by and by he put it down on de hearth and put his foot on it but it was a long tail and a strong tail and it keep up a mighty wiggling and squirmin', and it worked itself out so that it had some room and then it gun to hit the man on the leg and it hit so hard that it made him holler then he got mad and he grab up the tail and flung it in the fire sprang in the middle of the red-hot embers if you never see squirmin', you might a see the den if you'd a been dark you know how lizard tail jump and do like they're live long after they been knocked off? Well, this tail was lots more livelier than what they is. It is a big strong tail, and it jumped out so that it knocked the ashes and the embers out on the hearth, and the onliest way that Mr. Man can keep it in de fire is to hold it down with the tongs whilst he tucked the shovel and carried it with the live coals. It fried and shook and shook and fried twill by and by it looked like they warn't nothing for to fry and shake Then mr man went to bed again at a lookin at the seven stars for to see what time tis and he make up his mind he gwine to ketch up de sleep what he done lost but time he get to dozin good he hear a scratchin and gnawin at the top of the dough where there was a crack at He low. Who dat and then he lay still and listen, and at a while he hears something say and sing Telly Po you know and I know that I once my telly over an under and through de dough I'm a comin' for to get my telly po Uncle Remus gave to this nonsense a queer whining intonation, and while he was singing or intoning it, he pretended to be crying its effect on the little boy was peculiar he frowned in sympathy and caught his breath wasn't mr man scared he asked why didn't he get his gun <laughs> Shoot, honey. in them times all the guns was pop guns the old man replied the fighting they had was fist and skull they knocked it down and drug out and bit and gouged guns why if a gun had a went off where they could hear it they'd a run sprang to the jumpin' off place wheresoever that may be mr man lay our in de bed an he ain't know what to do de scratchin an gnawin went on twill mr man fairly shook an shivered but by and by he thucky his dogs an he made so bold as to go to de back doe an call em at this point uncle remus raised his voice to a very high pitch as people do in the country places where they call their dogs here, he bamboo, here, bamboo, here, Lamboo, here, 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 dogs, here, well, the dogs ain't got no better sense than to come when they're called, and they come a-runnin, Mr. Man sick em round to the front of the house, and it seemed like when they got there they took right at or something, and off they went a-flying until they get plumb out in hearing. So they can get back home again, Mr. Man was just about to drop off to sleep "'when he hear the same scratchin' fuss, "'And this time it was at the back, door whire there was a big a crack. "'He axed who the name, goodness, is dat and what does they want at this time o' night, "'when all honest folks ought to be in bed, and no sooner is he axed this than there come de the answer.' Yo name I know is welly Joe, and fo I'm gwine to rally go, I blees to have my Tilly Po Gimme dat now gilly go Tilly po my Tilly Po Mr Man went out to the front and called the dogs but they ain't dar, and so they can't spine Dar was Mr Man, and somers not fur off was de scratchin' and gnawing creature crying out I know you know and I know I know that all I want is my pole Mr. Man shut and barred the doe and went back to bed and pulled the cover over his head, cause he dunno what mo to do. He can't catch the creature in the dog without the help of the dogs, and the dogs done gone way off yonder. He got his head kivered, but spite of this. He bleeds to listen at the scratching, and gnawing, and growling, and he shakin' and shiver wasn't he ever done. Somehow another, by tooth or toe the creature got in the house, and no sooner is he get in, than he gun to ramble round huntin' for his tail. He rambled, he did, and when anything got in his way, he'd hunch it over and root it out in the way. Pans fell on the floor, slam bang Pots got turned over, and when they roll cross the floor, they sound like a young thunderstorm. The man he lay there and shook and shivered. By and by, the vomit come to the fireplace in the room where the man sleeping at. In them days, there warn't no matches, not even these here smiflicating kind. And folks had a kiver up the fire if they spectin' to find any dar the next morning. Twas dat a uh, walkin' a mile or mo' for the boy a chunk. Well, Mister Man had kindled his fire. Out of he put the creature's tail in the embers. He had ashes on top of the embers, and the embers on top of the chunks and coals. The creature come up to the hearth. He did and nose round, and it seemed like he smelled something. Cause he growled and then he whined, and with that he start to paw in the fire. The way he scratched and clawed up was a sin red hot embers flewed out on the floor. The live coals followed em and din out come the chunks. And soever they hit, a blaze sprung up. Some flewed on the bed, and some flewed clean over it. When the creeter had clawed all the fire out, there was his tail all safe and sound, and he grabbed it up in his mouth and went out of the house like there was somethin out of him by that time the house was in a blaze and not only the house but the bed where mr man was layin at twas den gettin close to daybreak and when de other folks gun to wake up and stir around they say hey oh, some neighbor is burnin off his new ground old bruh rabbit settin in his rockin chair kind of wonk one eye and say "Hm, i the gracious if i don't smell smoke Oh, Mammy, Mammy, big money, way off in the swamp. Raise her head and say, "I smells meat a frying." The little boy waited a few minutes to see if Uncle Remus had finished the story, and then he ran off to tell it to his grandmother. End of Tale